Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us a chance to join up with everybody around the world to talk about this incredible Torah portion of Shmot, which is the transition Torah portion from the book of Genesis to the book of Exodus, movement of people. Shalom to all of you out there, and welcome to the Land of Israel Network, and shalom to Malka Fleischer. I've been promoted. That's right, you're promoted to the I'm first Rabbi half. Malk, rabbi. instead of Rabbi Mike. Oi, Rabbi Malk. I'm not really a rabbi. Oi, oi, oi. That was a joke. You're my rabbi. Yes. You're my rabbi in life. And don't you forget it. I don't. I remember every single day, Ezra Kinegdo. <laughs> and I won't let you forget. Kinegdo. Don't worry. Okay. Kinegdo dots. Okay. Um, Malka, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. Uh, Rabbi Mike Foyer is still out, but he'll be back. Bezrat Shemaim will yes. be back next week. And I was supposed to record with a, with another friend today, and he took me over to his show, which I, which is Yehuda Cohen. Hopefully, I'll get what I recorded with him for next week. It was a long discussion. Was it good? It, it was good. It was it was even a little heated at some points. Oh, yeah? There. Yeah. We, Spicy? We, uh, yeah, we came what to- What did you guys talk about? You know- uh, Zionism, meaning of, hmm. uh, and and uh, Hebron, and and the you know, and he wanted to get in the fight with me about the the Pompeo wine bottle and all that. Anyway, it was it was lots of fun, but that's for next week. This week we have an awesome, awesome thing to discuss, Malka, which is in many ways one of the most dramatic and exciting Torah portions in the whole five books of Moses. Wow. Okay, because we're going to get intros, and we all know the setup to the movies is so exciting. Oh, that's my favorite part. Right. We're going to meet like like how Skywalker became Skywalker, and how Batman became Batman, and, and really how- And how that girl was just like a nice, slightly overweight Greek girl working at her parents' Greek restaurant, but then she meets the guy with the long hair, and she decides to go to college. Yes. All that happens in this Torah portion, uh, but but much more powerfully, because we're going to be dealing with the with the story of the 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 the, rev- the revealing of Moses as the man who's going to lead to the revelation at Sinai and the ex- Exodus, then the revelation at Sinai, and to the edge of the land of Israel. We're meeting the hero of heroes here, and so and so it's an it's an interesting mild mannered at the beginning. Uh, yes, mild mannered prince. You know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to it, but I just want to kind of get people into that mode that that we're like dealing with. There was the foundational book. That's that's Bereshit. That's Genesis. I miss Bereshit already. Yeah, but now we're really entering into the Torah. Okay, the Torah. Yeah, this is the nitty gritty. Right. This is the Moses, like the five books of Moses. Yeah. So this is the big the, the, book, the book one. If you think which about is really it, book two. Right. Exactly. Because the preamble part has been done. That's what it's really like all about. That's the that's the footsteps that you got to walk on. But you need the man, the catalyst. That that prophet of prophets, that seer of seers, okay, that incredible uh, uh, prognosticator uh, of <laughs> prognosticators. That's right. Who's going to, who's going to really uh, uh, redeem the Jews, and and it's an, it's an, he's an awesome, awesome light, and we're gonna a little bit get a glimpse, and the Torah gives us these glimpses of who this 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 Mo- Moshe Rabbeinu is. Uh, and I'm a little bit excited to to get reacquainted with Moshe Rabbeinu. Nice. So let's get reacquainted, okay, and then we have a whole year to like settle right. down, right. settle in there. Right. But if you want, but 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 the 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 Torah portion here, it really is. That's like the whole thing. The whole thing. 
It's like there's a little bit of stuff about these other people. Right. And you feel like you don't spend that much time with them. I wish we could have spent a little more time with them. And then the whole rest of the time, we're hanging out with Moshe all the way through until Simchat Torah. Right. And also, the whole rest of the time, the um, the the there's like the whole rest of the time we're outside of the land of Israel. The whole rest of the time there's always a will to get back to the land of Israel. And we don't make it basically through at all until the end they they don't go in. Right. Right. And like the setup is basically for the book of Joshua where you're gonna where he's gonna go into the land of Israel. But in the end of the Torah, the five books of Moses as you as you call it, we don't get back. What do you want me to call it? Pentateuch? I can't even what is that word, you know? Five 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 books. Two okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Two each his own. Two each his own. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's get to it. First, there's a let's uh, get to uh, it. Th- let's get to it. Where the first is is a, a relisting again of of the uh, sons of Jacob who came down to Egypt and the seventy kind of original souls of the Jews that are that are in Egypt. And then there's a there's a line that says it's, it's very quippy. It just says Vayamat Yosef v'chol achav v'chol adorahu. Yosef passed away, his brothers, that whole generation. Scene change, right? Right. And then it says, Uvne uh, Israel, the children of Israel, Paru, Vishretsu, Vairbu, Vayatsmu, Bemod, Meod, Vatemale, Haaretsotam. So they, 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 they increased very much. They, they, were f- they, they were fruitful. They teamed. Here's an interesting thing. They're like bugs. Buggy. And some, some explanations are like, well, they were in such good shape. They became a little bug-like. They became oh. a little like, th- that's one of the explanations. Another one is that they just like were like all over the land. But another one is like there was something about them which was kind of lowly a little bit. They were in mm-hmm. a lowly state. Uh, they increased and became strong. Very, very much so. And the land became filled with them. Now here I have to stop and, and get, get a little uh, uh, exegetical, uh, a little commentary here. And right. that is, that the words Vatemaleha Aretz Otam and the land was filled with them, uh, the, the Balaturim stops here, and I think it's one of the most important Balaturims that I know, because he says the land was filled with them. That's because there's a medrash that says when when Jewish women would give birth, they would actually give birth to six Wow at once. A litter. A, that's right, there would be a litter. Okay, that's cool. And uh, and, and kind of cool. And since there was a uh, a type of um uh, what's it called? A, a decree against the, mm-hmm. the Jewish children, especially the Jewish boys. Then what would happen is that they would here's the medrash. They would plant them in the ground, and the earth itself, like Cabbage Patch Kids, no. would would grow them. Okay, until they were ready to pop out of the land. So, so it says The land itself was filled them, i.e., the land was itself physically filled with them until it gave birth to them. Uh, or, or uh, you know, as mature adults, wow. or as mature children, um, and this was in Eretz Goshen, which is, uh, which is, you know, either either in, in north east in northeast Egypt or in western Sinai. Um, so that's so that's one, Vatemaleha Arts. The, the land was filled them with filled with them, but the Baal term says there's also another Vatemaleha Arts, and it says in Parshat Noach Vatemaleha Arts. Hamas, the land was filled with Hamas, mm-hmm. and he gives an explanation. He says it, the land was the land itself was so filled with Hamas, and Hamas means violence, violence and theft. Mm-hmm. He says the way it would work is is that is that basically uh, a person 
would say to his friend, hey, can you hold some of my possessions for me? And he would give him his wallet, and he would also give him um, some persimmon oil, very smelly persimmon oil. And the next-door neighbor would be like, sure, no problem, I'll hold your stuff for you. And he would put it down in his caves in the basement below his house. Then the first person would, would act, was actually a thief, would follow the smell of the persimmon oil until he found his wallet and all his neighbor's stuff as well and would steal it. Mm. So he's saying the land itself would be filled with Hamas, like mm. underneath it, it would be tunneled with theft. Right. Why do I say this? I don't know. Because, because we learn from this that when it comes to the land of Israel, there's two options. Either the land is going to be filled with them or the land is going to be filled with Hamas. Okay? The land is going to be filled with us, basically. Right. Okay? It's going to be filled with children growing out of the land itself. Right. Or it's going to be filled with Hamas. Look at Gaza. Right. Right? Gush Katif, oh. Where the land itself was, was you, you were there, you could feel the fertility of the land and it was growing the people and the land itself was giving this incredible produce. But they filled up the land, right, in Gaza. Right. But take out the Jews, and instead of a Timalei Haaretz and, and the they Timalei literally Haaretz. call themselves Hamas. And what do they do with the earth? They put horrible terror tunnels in it. Right. So, okay, you didn't fill the place, but Timalei Haaretz Hamas, the Hamas fills land, and it fills it underneath the land itself right. as well. So there's a little message in message there. Message for the, for the future, a for message us. Message for the future, very good. Okay, a new king ariseth, and uh, he did not know Joseph, nor did he care about him. Uh, and he was concerned that the Jewish people were becoming too big, and he says, uh, "Let's let's deal uh, let's deal smartly, craftily with these people, uh, unless they maybe they'll join up and uh, and they'll join up with our haters, um, and maybe uh, they'll join up with the haters with with the haters against us." And I heard an explanation that the next part of the pasuk says, minaretz, and instead let's let's push them out of the land and and kick them out. But the Jews did not listen to that. They they kind of um, accepted these new decrees in a, in a bad way. Like they accepted the new decrees and didn't leave the land. Um, and so, therefore, what what Pharaoh comes up with is he says, uh, uh, "Let's let's put let's put taskmasters over them in order to afflict them with burdens, uh, build storage cities for Pharaoh." Pitom and Ramses. What's ironic is that is that Joseph was the original creator of these storage cities. Right. Now they're being forced into the slavery to create storage cities. However, oh, that's what I was saying. Instead of leaving... So wait, they didn't have enough storage cities? They, like, they, you know... No, they had enough probably, but they wanted them to become enslaved, so they made them, you know, build these... Oh, uh, just these, make something. Right. Like they did in the Holocaust. Uh, but instead of leaving, it says, uh, as much... Uh, very famous pastor, Kasher Ya'anu'oto... The more they afflicted them, the more they would increase, and they spread out. They, and the Egyptians became disgusted with the children of Israel. Oh. Something, there's something about about the children of Israel. And I, I want to say that th- there's a little subtle hint to anti-Semitism here, which is like, sometimes there's something about the Jews that just... Uh, ultra-Orthodox Jews in upstate New York's in places like that, like in Muncie. Like the Gentiles there, they're not they're just sometimes like, what is this thing that's taken over our town? Right. I don't understand this thing. Why do they want a weird wire around? Why are they <laughs> why do they you know, why do they look so weird? Like what happened to our kind of Normal normative America. town? Right. 
and I'm not saying this in God forbid in any way to justify anything. Please do not misunderstand. I'm only saying that this pasuk hints to this kind of reaction, which is like that there's something about about the conglomeration of Jews in the diaspora, which is which is weird, which is off putting, which is off putting. And you could see it even if you're flying like United and the like ultra orthodox folks like get together in the middle of the aisles to 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 like pray or something. And you could see that like sometimes like um they like the uh what do you call it the the staff of the airplane the stewardesses they look uncomfortable they look uncomfortable about it i'm not i'm just saying this is a reality that happens out there that sometimes jewish people do not make everybody feel super comfortable that's all right uh and you could you could see that in, in these words in any case um they embittered their lives uh with with this with this backbreaking work and then there's a part that it's i think it's very important to you malka which is the uh the famous part of the midwives, right? The the midwives now. Yeah, these two spunky ladies, two spunky ladies who are probably like midwives in chief. They are like the head midwives. It's not that they're right. Otherwise, I guess they'd be pretty busy. Right. So so they're the the the, the caretakers. Now Rabbi Yitzchak Etzelom says, you know, notwithstanding the Chazal approach, the 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 sages approach, this is probably Gentile uh, uh, midwives. Who who kind of work for the government, and they themselves don't want to take part in the 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 mass killings. I uh, never heard that before. Yeah, he he says, listen, it it, it doesn't make sense that they're, uh, you know, that that they're part of the Jewish thing because why would you ask them to to kind of you know do an infanticide and they why? Would, would go along with it? Have you ever heard of a circumstance in Jewish history in which Jewish people have been seemingly hired or placed upon? other jews in order to no not for murder them? not for murder for for maybe for for capoing but not for direct murder yeah it's, but maybe you know he uh, politically it could be that he could have said look uh you have to get rid of these boys everyone else is going to stay safe uh if you just do what, what you're told mm. okay it's hard for me to see it that way but but i but i i understand where you're coming from um in any case um if it's a boy kill the boy in in kind of utero in in birth, like do this as a secret. And incidentally, they didn't. Right? right? It's not like they were like went along with it. He like called these women in. He's like, "This is what you're going to do," and they're like, "Okay, okay." And then they didn't do it. Doesn't it make a little bit more sense to you that like these are two like Egyptian ladies, and they're like asking him to co-opt into to, to co-opt them into uh, uh, a conspiracy to kill these babies? you know while they're just giving birth and they're just well, like no the truth is the truth is that i don't know how the culture was back then but it seems to me unlikely that there would be in a twofold kind of reasons why i don't i don't i would be disinclined to to believe that they are gentiles one is because culturally it's so often the case that people want to give birth with their own p- people mm-hmm. that it's like more of a family Especially, it seems to me back in those times that it would be more of like a within the family kind of experience rather than like a, uh, you know, hiring some person from like way outside. Secondly, if the Egyptians are so disgusted with the Jews, like birthing is a very, very uh, intimate experience, right? And I'm not even talking about emotionally, which is like it's a whole other layer. But like on the physical level, it's like a very personal 
things. So that they would like bring in these Egyptians or that Egyptians would want to work with Jews and be going into like the slave quarters to help them birth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just seems to me unlikely. Okay, good good point. And definitely here the Balaturim that I'm looking at uh, sees the Meyaldot Begematria Yocheved Bat Levi, sees them as, as uh, Miriam and Yocheved um, and, and not anybody else. So, okay, very interesting question. And these, but it, wh- whoever, whatever their identity is, they certainly did not go along with uh, the plan. With with, uh, with the with the effort to kill the the Jewish uh, children. And by the way, today in Israel, a, a famous fertility rabbinic association is called Machon Pua, right? Right, which is Shifra and Pua. These are the these are the two uh, midwives here. And I I think this is the the Torah portion of midwives. I think all the midwives. I could see this one day being like a. Can't you see that? Like that a whole thing with like uh, you know neonatal units and right. like this is the, the it's like a week of like go tour this hospital and their birth wing and decide where you're going to have your babies and well, how about, how about birthing how about, classes. How about if there was a presidential prize for midwife of the year That's for nice. the hospitals and stuff like that, That's or every idea. hospital would get like because midwives are very important and they're they're not right. they're not like doctors they're bringing Jewish people into the, or people in general into into the world. And it's something very beautiful, and this is their Torah portion, you know. Right. You know, so so they should get a, you know, a, a trip to a lot, you know, and the, <laughs> something like that. But I'm just saying, like, like this is this is the uh, this is the and you, Malka, you also uh, have done a lot of uh, dueling, right? Which is also within the field, and there's you know there's the obijins, and I just think like this is the week right. to really and think. certainly in Israel of all places, we're right. the, we're the kind of country that would that would think that that was very cute. Yeah. So I'm saying this is the Torah portion of. The birthers. Nice. The birthers, okay? Um, not a birthers in the American. Not that kind of birther. No, no. Oh, that, no. Not that kind of thing. Anyway, um, so, so fine. Um, so, so, so we're in this, we're in this process. So, so then, so Pharaoh then says, okay, you know what? If you're not going to do this kind of subtle, tricky uh, um, conspiracy to kill the children in utero, or well, the, not in utero, right? Or like in birth, right? Probably a word for that in Latin. Uh, then instead, uh, whatever boy is born, just throw him into the the uh, the 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 the, the uh, Sea of Reeds, the Nile. The Nile. Uh, and is that called the Sea of Reeds? No. The, yeah, the, the Reeds. Nile is the Sea of Reeds. Uh, no. Uh, well, we'll see in a second that there's the reeds that that. That Moshe well, there was are put reeds. Into, there yeah, are there reeds, are reeds yeah. in the story. There are no reeds in the Red Sea. The Red Sea is a salt water. There are no reeds. There, there. could be reeds around the edge of a salt water. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's okay. So then, um, interesting. I, I there's. I just want you to know there's a medrash that that it wasn't that they were sending all the the boys every day that were born. Rather, there was one day where oh. his astrologers were like. Oh, it's the, it's the, today. The, the uh, redeemer is going to be born. So it's like okay, chuck all their oh, boys yeah, into yeah, the sea yeah, in yeah. one day. Yeah, there's there's that kind of interest. Um, in any case, in the meantime, while there's this like decree against the Jews, and and babies are being thrown into into uh, the crock filled Nile, Ugh. it's not pretty. There's a, there's hope. There's a hope. You know, it's like a it's, it's like a, there's one mom out there. That's right. There's a mom. And there's a hope. They've got no names. It's all in secret. 
and the Torah is like keeping their names out of it. It says a, a man from the Levite tribe took a daughter of the Levite tribe and she was pregnant and and she gave birth and she saw Vatere Oto Kitov. She saw the boy and he was good. Yeah, that's like the one of the weirder things. What's to weird say. about that? Uh well, because a lot of the women think <laughs> a lot? Most of the women that I know think to themselves, oh, this is a good child. Of course. That's why my explanation is the word tov here means it's the kind of tov uh, from, from, the, from, the, uh, from the story of Genesis. Oh, this, like he's part of creation. Yeah. He's part of, that's right. He's, kito, he's tov. By Elohim kitov, like he said that it was good. She said it was good. He's like, this guy's going to complete the creation. Mm. He's that kind of Kitov. He's the kind of Kitov. Like, there's a light. Oh, look, there's animals. And there's a Moses. Like, there's a Jewish people, and he's going to bring the Jewish people out, and that's going to bring completion to the world. So, I agree with you. Anyway, she hides him for three months. Okay? She hides him for three months. And um, what was that an allusion to, After friends? After three weeks. That's right. Don't say anymore, Okay, Monica. that's it. Hashtag that's three it. weeks. That's it. That's right. So, after three months. Okay? After three months... Um, uh, she could not hide him no longer, and she took a uh, she took a, a little little raft, a little um, basket basket, and she uh, smeared it with clay and pitch, and she put the the child in the reeds at the reeds of the bank of the river, and then uh, his sister stations herself at a distance, and she sees to to see what happens. A great scene they have in. Uh, Prince of Egypt, where like this where little he's thrashing around amongst the hippopotami, right? Right, exactly. And by the way, hippopotamus are some of the very angry animal. Just an angry animal. Um, Sad for them. That's right. And they stomp around underneath the river. Have you ever seen? They don't swim. They just actually walk on the bottom of the river. Yeah, I didn't think they were very swimmy. No, they're not swimming, but they can't. But they go underwater. They're just they're just a weird animal. They're angry about that. So. <laughs> um, Anyway, goes down goes down uh, the uh, da- the daughter of Pharaoh, um, and she goes to wash her and her maidens, and she sees in inside the reeds is this uh, um, basket, and she it says she she sent her hand, and she's well one way of understanding is she sent her hand servant her maid servant. To get the the to fetch this basket, but another one says she that she sent her arm, and her arm like stretched out. She got a Gumby arm. She got a plastic man arm, and she went do 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 do, and she reached out and 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 brought it in, which is there to tell you that there's something miraculous happening here. And she opened it up, and she op- opened it up, and she saw that there was a child, and it was a crying baby. So. Here's one of the most incredible explanations ever from one of your favorite uh, authors, Rabbi Israel Meir Lau. Ooh. And he says, what is it, why does it say that she opened up the basket and she saw a crying boy? And then she said, it must be one of the Hebrews. What, what is the meaning of that? Why, why didn't she hear him crying? I think I heard you say this to our last year. So she says, she, she said, Rabbi Israel Meir Lau says, you see, when we were in the Holocaust, we children had to cry but we were, we were taught how to cry silently so nobody could hear us from where we were hiding. And when she saw a baby crying in silence, she had never seen anything like that. She's like, ah, this must be one of the Jewish babies who has learned to cry in silence. Oof. Oosh. 
Rabbi Israel Mayor Lau, he he nailed that one. Um That's right, Amen. Um so Miriam, this, this so this, his sister says, Should I call you somebody a wet nurse to 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 nurse this child? Uh and indeed he gets back to his mom. Moses gets back to his mom and she says, uh, wean him for me and I'll give you your whatever you deserve, uh, but then bring him back to me. So basically, he gets weaned back with his mom. Well, he gets weaned is when you're not nursing anymore. Right. So exactly. He goes back to nursing to his mom yeah. until he's weaned and yes, he gets returned yes. to the palace. Uh, and, and by the way, important here is It's just like Hana. You ever notice that? Right. In what way? You said she that. also, she has a baby. She yeah. basically is like, if you'll give me a baby, right. then I will dedicate him to the service of Hashem. And she takes, she has a baby. She keeps him at home until he's weaned. And then she brings him to the Mishkan. Yep. And he becomes Shmuel Anavi. Right. Remember that Shmuel Anavi is like Moses. Okay. And the rabbis say that there's a psalm that says, Moshe Aaron. Mm. Right, so Samuel is Shmuel the prophet is is put equally is compared compared to, to Moses and Aaron and another person like that was was Ezra. Ezra also had weaning stories. No, but Ezra was like comparable to 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 Moses uh, to in, in, in great in, figures. In, yeah. And then there was the Rambam. <laughs> uh, so and maybe 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 the Ramban and Rambam are like a split soul, but in any case. Um, um, so he has to go back to the palace. He goes back to the palace. Oh, by the way, he, another little secret here is that the reason that he had to be nursed by uh, uh, his Hebrew mom is because he refused to drink the milk of the Egyptians. He was Chalav Yisroel <laughs> all the way back then, okay? Wow. That's right. Discerning Chalav. young man. That's right. And he, he knew the difference. And and there are those Rabbi Yudin explained that this date exactly is the sixth of Cheshva, uh, sixth of uh, the sixth of uh, Sivan, which is of course Shavuot, right? And that's the day that he refused the Egyptian milk and wanted Chalav Yisrael, and that's why we eat milk products on that day. Yay! Okay, so so the 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 lad grew Vigdala all the cheesecake. That's right. He, and he, it comes he, from this parsha. He grew up on cheesecake. You see what's in this week's parsha? We got midwives. We got cheesecake. Do you see a theme yeah. here? There's a theme. Fun okay. lady. Fun lady parsha. There you go. Uh, that's right. There, there's great lady heroes here. There are great ladies. Remember, just you got Miriam. You got Yochaved. You just had two. It's like we got four. You got five awesome women in this parsha. You have Miriam. Yes. You have Yochaved. Yes. You have Shifra and Pua, and you have Batya. And you forgot some more. There's more. Who? He marries the uh, the great Tsipora. Uh, Tsipora. There's like it's a it's a wow. it's, it's a it's a powerful. It's a lady Parsha big yeah. time. And there's the sisters. There's a whole thing. Wow. He's a man like that. He's remember a man. The, yeah, remember that. So so you got yeah, you we got to watch the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it's a Ten Commandments weekend. Okay. So uh, so the um, the oh, lad. You grew. think they'll play it on Turner Classic Films? You think it'll be on the TNT channel? I I really Do they still have TNT. We we don't know. Uh, the the lad grew. And she, he was brought to the daughter of Pharaoh, and he became to her like a son. She called him Moses, which, by the way, Moses in Egyptian means son, like Ben. Like oh, son. really? Yes, yes. I didn't know that. Uh, but the Torah says, "Vatikashma Moshe, vatomer For I pulled him out of the water, and basically his character trait is going to be that he's going to be a puller outer from the water. 
like his 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 great moment is that when he's going to pull the Jewish people through mm. the the Ooh, uh, yeah the big water the big water and 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 at the end he's going to have a, a, like a like the one mo- moment that he fails is when he's oh. unable to pull them through the water. water. Okay. Uh, so so then he doesn't live up to, to his name. But of course, I'm just being very Jewish by being critical of my great leaders. <laughs> um, anyway, it was it, it was it was in many days and that he grew, but somehow it says that he came to see his brothers and to see their uh, their pains, right? <laughs> he went out to his brothers. Vayar basivotam, and he went to see their uh, their, uh, their their burdens, observe their burdens. And what did he see? He saw an Ish Mitzri. He saw an Egyptian hitting an Ish Ivri, and a Hebrew man mecha from his brother. So somehow he did know, right? He did know. Um, uh, I'm just remembering the scenes from the Ten Commandments. You know how he found he finds out that he is indeed swaddle him in this, right? <laughs> um, Put this. <laughs> oh darn! <laughs> Don't worry about it. Make S- this the swaddling cloth of for your, your firstborn. Born. That's right. Uh, so he. So what does he see, Malka? First day of Jewish politics. What does he see? He sees Jewish oppression. Yep. And he see that it's his brother being oppressed. And very famous line: "Vayeif and kovacho, vayar ki ein ish." He turned this way and that way, and he saw that there was no person. He struck the Egyptian, and he hit and him in the him sand, in the bur- sand. burying him in the sand. There's three explanations that I know of for that he turned this way and this way, and he saw that there was no person. Three okay. explanations. One, the simple one. He saw that nobody was well, looking. He was looking around. Two. There were he, no security cameras at right, that time. Right, there's no security cameras. Two, he looked around and saw there's nobody to take care of it. Mm. He's, he's, he's got to do it himself. And the mystical explanation is he looked this way and this way throughout this Egyptian's life. Ooh. He saw that he he did not he was not coming from anything and he wasn't going anything. Like there was no value in this person. Wow. He had no intrinsic value. Uh, he's just hitting this Jew and zapola. Wow. Okay. He, he struck him down. Okay. It's even a song. Um, okay. So you'd wonder why he would do that and not like I don't know get the guy arrested. Because because Malka he's hitting a Jew. It's, it's fine. What's there to be arrested for? Oh, you're saying why he didn't fight for social justice? Yeah. Like, why didn't he go through the why, bureaucratic why? channels? Bureaucratic why channels. Why couldn't he be like, this is like, we should change the policy. We don't have to well, be so. Oh, what you mean to say is I'm a prince and I could stop. Uh, yeah, you know, use his, uh, he's got the, the ring or right, something. Right. So interestingly, in the Prince of Egypt, how do they, how do they get around this problem? He tries to stop him and, and he, by mistake, causes the guy to fall. Right. But it does not. That is it's not, not what the Hebrew it seems text. Like. It seems uh, right to be a uh, um, first degree. Yeah, murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With 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 malice intent. With right. uh, cold blood. Yeah. Uh, so it could be hot blooded. That's manslaughter. It could be manslaughter, not necessarily. Not necessarily. He looked yeah. this way and that way. Right. He thought That's about premeditation. It. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so st- stage one of fighting for the Jewish nation achieved. Strikes down an Egyptian, right? That guy ain't walking like an Egyptian anymore. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Okay. 
Maka, we're dating ourselves very badly. Okay. I think, yeah. Okay, so now... Everyone likes the bangles, and if they don't, they're missing out. I I feel like 50% of my listeners are like, who else the bangles? Hashtag bangles. Don't worry about it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, if you know the bangles, if you know Walk Like an Egyptian, then you could definitely... Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah. I think that's the name of the show. Walk Like an Egyptian. That's a good one. Down and now, 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 now. Okay. So he th- so that was stage one of of being um, in Jewish politics. You know, stand up, resist, you know? Stage two, deal with the Jews. A tougher sell. Uh, this is this is a lesson for all aspiring politicians out there. Day two. Went out to day two. What was Yom Rishon? Yom Rishon is when he went out late yesterday. And he and he and he knocked the Egyptian Instead of dead. saying like next Makarat. day, right? On the next day, he comes out, and there are two Jewish men, Hebrews, fighting with one another. So he says to the bad guy. Now he he judged the bad guy, right? Yeah. So so he says this great line to the bad guy. He says, Rasha, lama lama Sorry, I added a word. Lama Why would you strike your fellow man? Why would you strike your fellow? Yeah. Okay, that's what he asked him. And it's interesting because it says that he, he said he said to the evil one, to the one who's the uh, to the wicked one. Right. So he judged them very quickly and he says, Why would you strike him? No. So so the the the, the wicked one says, ostensibly the, the the wicked one says, Vayomer, me samcha, who put you? This is this is the this this a prince of Egypt is it? This guy's got a lot of noise. Yeah, he's got a lot of. But on the other hand, Maka, this is like really proving that this uh, wicked one was Jewish. Okay, because that is the most Jewish right. thing. Like, oh, look oh, at you! Look at you! You're such a prince of Egypt. You fancy pants. <laughs> you you're gonna judge me? You're gonna you're Who gonna judge you? me? Oh, you so come special. down here one day. You come down here in the mud pits. Okay. And the, again, in the Prince of Egypt, they a little bit made that k- kind of like, why don't you feel our pain? Right. In any case, but but actually now that now that I say this is in a kind of just, I think to myself like, hey, you know, I'm filled with frustrations down here. Okay, I'm, I'm ticked off. My life is really hard. Interestingly, and, and though, if I'm hitting my my fellow, it's because I'm it's, I shouldn't be doing it. Maybe, but maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like really frustrated with my life. Interestingly, this part makes you feel like everyone knows the story. It's not like in some interpretations where it's like everyone assumes that Moshe is really an Egyptian prince and like it becomes this shocking piece of news that Moshe is actually a Jewish guy. It like it seems to me from from this little piece of the story that the Jews knew exactly who they're talking to. And Moshe even himself, he knows right. that he's Jewish. Like it's all kind of out in the open. Right. It could be that Moshe was this like token Jewish kid that was living in the in the palace as the adopted child, but the whole Jewish community knew. It's not like Esther, you know what I mean? Where like no one knows who she is and what her background right. is. It's like everybody knows who, who Moshe is and where he's from. Maybe, or maybe he revealed himself at some point, but the point is is that it became known. Well, it just, it just feels to me but like when if the Egyptians are these horrible oppressors and... Everyone and the Jews are like very afraid of them, and they're murdering Jewish children and everything. That it might not, 
behoove you to speak in such a like an arrogant yeah. and uh, no, the Torah already told us that he's going out to look at his brothers, so it's already kind of. But the brothers know this, right? Well, he well, their brothers know that they're brothers. Their knowledge of this is is clear from this next line, which he says, "This wicked one says, uh, who paid you into into a judge and a ruler over us? Did you intend to kill me as you killed the last guy yesterday, the Egyptian?" Is that what you want to do? You like want to kill me? You wouldn't say that to your taskmaster. Right. You know what I mean? So, but, but Moshe says, Vayar Moshe, and he feared, Moses feared, Vayomer, Achen Therefore, it is now, I know it's common knowledge. And Pharaoh heard that Moshe uh, uh, killed this uh, taskmaster, and he asked to, he, 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 he became a wanted bring man. Bring him in. Yeah, bring him in. Uh, you know, set out the dragonet, uh, all points bulletin, all that. And, but Moses runs away from Pharaoh. And he's and he and he goes away. He leaves Egypt and he goes to Midian. Okay, and where does he hang out in Midian? By by Yitro's house. No, not yet. He goes to the well. He goes to the uh, bear. Yeah, bear is 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 a well. I've told you that really in the Bible, where you want to meet people is right, at the bear. And is it a is, and it's a watering hole? Literally, is that a coincidence that a bear sounds like the word bar? Okay. There you go. You go there to hang out, and but anyway, he gets to a uh, the land of of Midian, Midian, and he sits on the well, and this uh, the the priest of Midian had seven daughters. Okay, seven daughters. All right, and and they came to uh uh, uh what's it called to draw water and to fill up their troughs of water and to water their sheep, their father's sheep. And who came? But other shepherds, male shepherds. So, 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 so everyone's there. So, so this this Cohen of the Mid- the Midian priest has seven daughters, which is like okay, who's going to be the next generation's shepherds? Looks like the daughters are going to be shepherds, uh, but 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 there's these uh, uh, other shepherds, these male shepherds that are coming, and they kick them out away from the water. Now, I wouldn't even believe any of this story if it wasn't that I watched National Geographic, and literally, they were talking about women farmers really? and women, uh, women herders who get pushed away from water sources. I literally saw this myself, Mamash. What do you mean? I was watching like National Geographic. They were like, then there's these women and they have a hard time because sometimes these other these other tribes or other men like like uh, what's it called? Oh man, uh, they like kind of uh, take control. Take control of of, of a spring of water of holes, holes and, and then and, and then these families like end up either oh, having wow. to migrate or die. Oh. Yeah, but I was like, I was thankful that the 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 the, the, Sheesh, the, the you the, think uh, there's enough water for everybody? It's Africa in the desert and stuff. This is not okay. It's not. It's no. There's not water. It's not America, Malka. I don't know. It's water. No. It's a well. Yeah, it's a well. It's a well, and you want to protect that. And then the well means life, and and you want to be in control of that. In any case- well, Just a few, just a couple hundred years ago, the Philistines were stopping up the wells. Right. Because everyone apparently had enough water. Not here in Midian. In any case, um, uh, well, Moses out of nowhere shows up, and he and he saves them. It's an interesting word here, Vyoshiam. Vyoshian, he like he he uh, uh what's the word? Like redeems them. He redeems them, right? He like he like really saves it's like heroic them. Heroic, level. and he uh, and he, he waters everybody. Right, he right exactly. He waters. He he draws the water for the flock. And here I think is one of the most impressive within just a few words. 
It says, listen, count the, the words with me, Malka. Three words. Vayakam Moshe v'yoshian. Moses stood up and he saved them. In three words. Now, if I'm Moses and I'm running away from Egypt, I'm going to lay low. Okay? And when I see these men uh, get harassing these women, I think to myself, okay, let me be friends with the power brokers here. Okay? And let me not... Uh, uh, get into their kishkas and certainly not get on the wrong side and I need like a little cover here like Moses don't like show it all off right he's also one against many probably right like don't just just lay low bro can I give you a piece of advice it didn't go well for you last time just like no last time I stood up for the Jews but now I'm gonna stand up for these for these women who I don't know who I, by the, the way I don't, and I don't know the backstory either and that's the character of Moses, which is like stand up for justice for his brothers, yes, and for these women who are not his brothers, yes. I'm going to stand up for truth. I'm going to stand up courageously for truth. That is the, the, the mark of who is Moses. And just remember that for the rest of the time. Just remember that for the rest of the time, that he's a particularist and a universalist and, and courage for ju- to stand up for justice, he's gonna willing. He's be willing to stand up to God if he needs to to get justice, and that's what he does later on. Those are also his moments of greatness. He'll stand up to God himself and say, "No, that's not right," and that harkens back to to Avraham Avinu. In any case, um, uh, uh, the uh, the the priest of Midian says to the daughters, "Why'd you come back so fast?" They said, "You know, this guy protected us." He says, "Where is him? Bring him, bring him over. Let yeah, him let him eat bread." And and like there's a little nice to this guy. Yeah, there's a little subtle thing like I got seven daughters. You know, it's like <laughs> we could use a nice guy. Yeah, a nice man. A good, yeah, let's. So 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 bring him back. Well, he he gets brought back, and very quickly the Torah tells us that uh, that he Moses agreed to to sit with a man, and uh, Tzipora was given to him uh, for a wife, and they have a child uh, whose name is Gershom, which means I've been a stranger in a foreign land. Not a very romantic name. No, not a very romantic name, and a name that speaks of, um, um, but on the other hand, it reminds us of Abraham, of the promise to Abraham that your seed is going to be a sojourner, a stranger in a foreign land, and so it reminds us that that this is the beginnings of the prophecy being fulfilled. And again, there are many days, this time there are many days, and that king of Egypt died, and the Jews groaned because of the work and they cried out so there's a very interesting explanation mark of why they groaned okay because when that king died they had a day off oh when they had a day off they were like oh that feels good either they said that feels good or i don't want to go back to work or they kind of had a chance to look back at their situation Uh and and they groaned that day or the other explanation is they groaned because they didn't uh they got a new king and they thought things would change And he's the same or worse, okay? Right. So, so, and I heard that from Rabbi Ed Shalom on the OU Schneimikra uh, uh, podcast. In any case, uh, guess what? God hears their cries. Vaishmailo came at Nakatami, heard their cries, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're hearkening back to the book of Bereshit, which is like, wait, I have a covenant, I have a relationship with these people, I can't forget that. Um, so now Moses is, uh, is, is with the flock and he takes them to the mountain of God. Was this mountain of God known as the mountain of God beforehand? Like in the 10 commandments movie, 
like ooh, you know <laughs> he's awake today what is the line yeah. there you know but no, i can't remember that but like like there's a mountain that's like a godly mountain everybody knows about it or it's just foreshadowing that that's what's going to be later on down the mm. line uh in any case he gets to the mountain um which is also called Chorev. Chorev also means from the word Harava, which means dry. Hmm. Okay, today many identify uh, uh, the, uh, the Mount Sinai as uh, Jabal Musa in the Sinai, in the heart of the Sinai Desert. Other people say it's different places. In any case, if you've ever been there, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a stark, rocky mountain in the middle of the desert. A hmm. uh, very beautiful place indeed. Uh, and beautiful sunrises. Wow. Um, and an angel of God comes to him, to Moses, in the heart of a burning bush. And he sees, and he fears, and he sees that, excuse me, and he sees, and he saw, and behold, the bush was burning in the fire, but the bush was not consumed. Right? Yeah. Why, why would Hashem do this? Okay. Why would he show himself in a in a burning it's bush? It's weird. Right? Well, let me give you some thoughts. First thing is the burning bush is maybe a prelude to a menorah. Hmm. It's like a menorah bush. Okay, it shows that eternal menorah light. Bush. Yeah, it's a menorah bush, and and actually studies have been done, including by my by my my parents, on some of these plants. And indeed, there are plants in around the Sinai area that look like that look like like menorahs. Really. Yes, they, they they look like menorahs and they light up. If you what? if you light them, they have a, a, like an oil that lights for a long time. Not that I'm Get saying that's what happened. Get out of here! There are there are plants that there's a hyssop plant that looks like a menorah. But in any case, in any case, my my point to you is is that think that maybe his first vision is the vision of this like the, the vision that also Zechariah Zechariah is going to see of this like amazing eternal menorah flame. Wow, that's my that's my thought here. Is that, is that he actually sees the menorah of the temple? That's cool. Okay, I never heard that. Uh, but the uh, Netivot Shalom says that what he saw was a mystery that he'd been contemplating. He was contemplating Moses. How could it be that the Jewish people are suffering so much, and all they have to do is kind of assimilate in? How is it that they stay unassimilated? How is it that they don't get burnt up? by the fire of Egypt, by the cauldron oh, of Egypt. Okay. And he was like, that is weird, and it kept bothering him. Huh. And then when he saw this thing, he's like, yes, that's the question that I've been, wow. and the answer is, it's me, God, you know what I mean? I have a unique role for these people, and they will not be swallowed up. Wow. They need to come out. So that these are two thoughts for you wow, cool. about the burning bush, right? Oh, really good. N- neat, okay. Neat. Neato. So then, Hashtag menorah bush. Okay, Malka, so then guess what? Uh, out, of the men- out of the menorah bush, comes the first words that God says to Moses, and this is the beginning of his prophecy. And there's an, there's an, it's important to, to realize that there's an initiation of prophecy for Moses, and the first words are, Moshe, Moshe. And Moshe says, Hineni. Hineni. Classic. Dang. Classic Jewish And response. that throws us right back to the last, you know, the last kind of uh, J- Jacob's last moments in the land of Israel. It's like Yaakov, Yaakov. It's like Hineni, here I am. I'm ready to serve. And it's like Moshe, Moshe. You're in line. You're in the line of the great ones. Connects us back to the forefathers. Uh, and he says, and he says, um, do not come closer to here. Remove your shoes from your feet, for the place upon which you stand is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to gaze towards God. So, so, so we have here like full revelation. 
But Moses is no, you know, he's not pushover. And God is going to tell him, listen, I've seen the, the problems of my, my children in Egypt, and, I, and I've, I'm now coming down to save him. But guess what? I need you. Uh, I'm going to save him, take him out of Egypt, and bring him out of that land to the good land. Malka, the good land, okay? Yes. A, a, a land good and wide to a land flowing with milk and honey. That's also the first time that that, that term is used. To the place of the, but then he says, this is a great line, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Parasite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. <laughs> as, okay. in, as in, it's going to be great, yeah. but there's going to be some action there too. That's, well. that's, that's the little prelude here. Um, in any case, he says, um, now I want you to go to Pharaoh and take out my people from, from Egypt. Whoa. Wait it's a, a minute. Lot, a lot it's, of information. Yeah, it's cool to be your prophet, but you actually want me to do something? So uh, he says, Moshe says, who am I to go to Pharaoh and to take out the Jewish people from the land of Israel? I mean, what do you mean? You're the prince of Egypt. But he's like, I'm already out of the game. I'm, I'm out of, a I'm out of, guy. I'm out of the Jew-saving game. I got a son. Like, I'm retired. You know, I, I make uh, sangria. <laughs> you know, I tend to the cactuses. I'm... You know, I'm spiritual and stuff, and I don't, I don't go down there anymore. And, and I remember the last time I, what I had in Egypt, it was really tough with the Jews, right? So God says, oh, you're not going alone. I'm going to be sending signals. I'm going to be sending signs with you. And you have to say to them, the God of my forefathers, Moses asked, like, what signal am I going to get? Like, what could I, how could I, why would they believe me? Maybe I'm some kind of false prophet. Uh, he says, tell them that the God of your forefathers sent you. Oh, uh, no, excuse me. And I'll say, the God of my forefathers sent me. What should I say to them? What is your name? What is God's name, Malka? I will be what I will be. That's right. So some people say that's not a name. He says, I don't, I don't have a name. I'm, I don't, I'm nameless. I'm beyond name. I'm beyond really a name for you to limit me in. I'll be that which I will be. But tell them, I will be sent me. Like, I will, or another way to say it is like, look, I'm not definable by you. But if you need to define them, my, me to them, say to them, that which I will be has come to you. It's like, I think what he's saying is, you could come out of the Holocaust and be like, why would God do that? And God says, I told you. I will be that I will be. Like, you're not going to get me. You're not going to understand me and I'm not bound to your systems of logic. But I'm telling you what, it's time for you to come out. Do you ever wonder sometimes why we're the generation that's that's coming to the land of Israel? Do we deserve to be that generation? I, I don't know. know. I guess Hashem said yes. Right. He's that's but that's it's good to say that on that end, but then there's, you know, horrible tragedies and people are like, why? Right. And there's an element that God says, like, you can you can you could you could fight all you want, but I will be which I will be. And I'm but I'm I am revealing myself to you on some level, which is that I will be. You won't know what that means totally, but you will know that that's me, the God that you can't totally understand, but you know that I'm the actor. Right. I think there's some kind of, you know what? I was really angry today all day about something. Yeah. And if had I had this thought in my head, it would have pleased me. It would have it would have mm. mollified me. Which just, thought? I will be. Right. It's, as you know, as in as in, uh, and listeners to the show already know it's your world, boss. Right. Right. It's your world. In any case, Malkala, um, 
Again, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob uh, is mentioned. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is, oh, listen to this, Malka. I'll read it to you in Hebrew. Ko tomar er This is what you should tell the children of Israel. Hashem, Hashem, the God of your forefathers. Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, Shalchani Lechem. So finally, he gives them he gives them signs. He gives them three signs. Malkin, you know the famous sign, which is the snakes, right? right. Your 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 staff is going to turn into a snake. Throw down your staff, and uh, and it becomes into it's going to become a snake. That's pretty scary. Yeah. You, you think so? A, a big snake. Yeah, a big scary snake like a like a boa constrictor. Okay, yeah. or like a big python. All right. Uh, that's scary, but what's interesting is that is that God says to him, "I want you to grab it by the tail." Moshe's like, "No, go ahead, Monica, Is that the way to catch a snake? You're from Texas. How do you catch a snake? You, well, you catch it with a tool. That's thing number one. <laughs> yeah, you do okay. not ca- just go catching it. But if you had to and catch it, definitely not by the tail. What would you? What would you do? Well, how Close would you do? to the head. Right. Why? So that I can't bite you. I right. can't. If you get it by the tail, that's that's the end. Yeah. You catch a tiger by the tail, but not... And if you holler, let him go. Right. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Right. So you catch or a... Or if you catch him, catch him by the tail, if he hollers, make him pay 50 shekels every day. Okay. Do you yeah. catch Do you catch a, a, a snake on the tail? No. God says to him, catch this snake by the tail. What, why, is, why would he say that? Uh, because, because I think that one of the signals here is that you will control this thing. You will control the snake. Not only do I want you to throw down the, 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 the staff and make it into a snake, I want you to know that the snake is yours because the snake represents Egypt. And you have the power over Egypt. You could make Egypt into a staff in your hand. Right. We've you also have, seen the snake once before. The snake hasn't been around for a long time. The snake came back after a very long time. And the last time we really saw the snake was in the garden. That's right. And in the garden, the snake got us by the tail big right. time. That's right. And the, and this time we're getting it by the tail, mm-hmm, and we're mm-hmm. finally going to conquer that snake. The snake's going to finally work for us. Right. Very good. I like that. I like that very much. And really, uh, really uh, getting into the land of Israel is going back to the Garden of Eden. Um, so so you'll you'll get control of the snake. I like that very much. What you're saying. Um, the second sign. Goes in the- so the second sign is the is the uh, hand that goes into the cloak, and comes out white as uh, white and leprous how does that feel malka bad it you do you do not want your hand to turn leprous right and it's like and it it, so the meaning is like what's the the simple meaning is like i'm the god of punishment i'm the god who can punish i can punish egypt but i think it's actually the second part which is he puts his hand in and he brings it out and it's healed again Mm. which he says yeah he basically had to make it sick in order to make it healthy. I could bring you out. I could bring you out of Egypt to make you healthy again. I can bring you out of slavery. I can bring you out of all the, the Egyptian d- diseases and low places. I can make you he- whole again. You'll control Egypt. You'll come out, you'll be whole again. And then, I, I talked about this last year, there's the third sign. What's the third sign? Take water and spill it onto the ground that'll turn into, uh, take water from the Nile, spill it on the ground, it'll turn into blood. What could this mean, Malka? Wait, did he do that right there? Yeah. He says to him, he says, uh, 
ולקחת מימי היאור, take from the, from the waters of the Nile, ושפכת היבשה, put it, uh, spill it on the dry land, והיו המים אשר תיקח מן היאור והיו לדם ביבשת. And the water that you took out of the Nile will be like blood on the, uh, on the, on the dry land. On the dry land. What do you think that could mean? Why turn the, why turn the Nile into, into, into blood? Uh, well, the Nile was uh, the most, 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 most important like life source right. of the Egyptians. Right. It was the thing that watered everything. Also, th- there's, a, there's a bit of a... Um, it's like the thing. It's the, it's the heart of the whole thing. Remember, there's a, there's a fertility thing going on here. Remember, there were six babies that were born, and then there was the whole uh, midwife story, right. and then there's throwing the babies into the Nile. Now, the Nile is the fertility of Egypt, and the blood represents like menstruation, the opposite of fertility. So it's like this thing that is like the height of your fertility instead of being fertile oh. is like blood, okay? Yikes. Okay, right. That's like one level. Here's another level. So we'll overcome Egypt. That's, the, that's holding onto the snake and controlling it. And we're going to come out of Egypt and we're going to be uh, healthy again. Right. But who's going to remember the Holocaust that happened? Like, okay, we're going to come out of the exile, and we're going to come back to the land of Israel. But what about all the bad stuff that happened? Is there going to be justice? Oh, yes. Is there going to be justice? Because you know what? The waters of the Nile are ostensibly clear and beautiful. Right. But what about the babies that were thrown in there? Mm. Is anybody ever going to remember those things, what really happened there? Mm. So God says, I will make it clear to the world. There will be justice. I will also bring the forget. perpetrators. That's right. I will bring the perpetrators to justice. There is a true justice, God says, in this world. Like even though I will be, which I will be, and there are pains, and there are things that, and there are things that are unspeakable that happen in this world. I do see everything. There will be final justice in this world. Mm. There will be final justice. So those are the signs that that Moses is uh, is uh, to go to uh, Pharaoh with. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't work out so easy because one of the things that we learn in battle is that you think that you're, you, you get in there and you're trained and you're ready to go. You're ready to face off with the bad guy. You think like, I got this one. You got to know something. The bad guys turn up the heat on you. They turn the heat right back on you. Never forget that. Like, don't think that just because you're right and you're just and you're prepared like, you got to know somebody's going to sweep the leg. <laughs> sweep gonna, the leg. They're going to sweep the leg. Oh, Cobra Kai. That's Yishai. right. Yishai, the snake <laughs> metaphor comes back. <laughs> Cobra Kai, there sweep the go. leg, sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, right? But sensei. That's right. That's right. They're going to sweep the, but sweep you got, the leg. But you got to know that evil is, is got, is got, it's got a strong energy. And at the end of this week's Torah portion, the Jewish people are going to turn to, to Moses and say, hey, since you got here, it only got worse. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. And then Moses is going to turn to God and say, No. Hey, what, what is this all about? It's only gotten worse since, since you got involved here. And then next week's Torah portion, God is going to reveal to him the big plan. Right, the plan. The big plan. All right. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show with Malka Fleischer. Wow, thanks for having me on the Torah section. Yeah, Malka, it's an, it's an honor to have you in the Torah section. It was an honor and, and, to be and, on and, the Torah section. And I think section. it was because this is a, a strong women's Torah portion. I think it really is. I think it really is. I don't think people know that. Well, now I, don't, do. I don't think people see that, but it really is a, a beautiful uh, uh, um, um, a women's Torah portion. <clears throat> and speaking of that, there's no connection. I'm going to make a totally unconnected connection, but I feel it, which is that uh, we are, are right now I'm ordering new flags for the Jewish community of Hebron. 
Wow. Uh, for for the big poll that we have uh, on the top. We are out of those flags. I I we're, we're, I have to order brand new ones. That means that I have a few of the uh, flags that flew over Hebron. They are huge. They're, t- they're, they're huge. I'm talking about I'm talking about four by six me- yards. Okay, meters. And and so there's a few left for you if you want. So get in touch with me and uh, for small donations to the Yishai Fleischer projects. We'll really be uh, we'll love to give you one of these amazing flags. We have a few from Jerusalem as well. They're really beautiful. Um, I'm also excited to let you know that I'm uh, coming out to CPAC this year uh, to hold a Judea and Samaria reception. Wow! So if anybody wants to come out to CPAC this year, it's right before APAC. That's going to be a lot of fun. So please join me at CPAC and, and write to me if you have any other questions about that. Yishai at the land of Israel.com or Yishai at Yishai Fleischer.com. Um, I also want to say that I have a slot open still for coming out to Yom Atzimut. I'm going to be, I'm going to be right before Yom Atzimut. I'm going to be in Long Island. Uh, and I am interested if there's a great gig, not a medium gig, a great gig uh, to come out to wherever you are to do uh, Yom Atzimut. I'm willing to do that. Israel Independence Day, uh, so that's that's there's availability. So please write to me, Ishai at landofisrael.com. Uh, I also want to thank Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, and Tabitha for getting the show out. I want to thank the good people of Hebron uh, for being so awesome and actually helping you tour in Hebron by going uh, every Wednesday with our English language tour. So please come to go to hebronfund.org. Come to Hebron by going to hebronfund.org and signing up for a great tour. Uh, and I want to thank you so much for uh, uh, for everything, Malka. Anyway, folks, we'd love to hear from you. So write me an email or write anything to Malka as well. It would be an honest uh, pleasure to hear from you. There's many great emails that come in. And I want you to know every single email makes such a big difference. Uh, so please keep it up. God bless you wherever you are. And have a great uh, meeting with Moses. Nice. Uh, have a great like walking like an Egyptian <laughs> with, with to, meet, to meet the Moses. Meet Moses. Really, that's what this Torah portion is about, which means meet revelation, which means also meet meet uh, Exodus, uh, meet meet redemption, meet the Redeemer. Okay? Yes, meet the Redeemer. That's that's kind of cool. That's really cool. And and try to uh, take the Bible this week, open it up, and try to see if you can just just get a glimpse into who this great character is, because the Torah does us such a great favor of teaching us like his early life. Hmm. Okay, he really gets us into the setup, into the right. Jedi. Like who's this from Jedi? A, from a little boy. That's from right, a young man. All right. God bless you folks wherever you are. Thanks again, Maka. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom, everybody. God bless. And stay in touch. Stay tuned. Stay connected. God is broadcasting 24-7. All you have to do is tune in. Shalom. He who reigns within himself, says John Milton, and rules passions, desires, and fears, is more than a king. I'd like to believe I have quite a grip on myself, though I can't claim any royal descent. I'm Rav Mike Foyer, and this is The Jewish Story. Join Rav Mike Foyer for the best Jewish history podcast, The Jewish Story, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.